So who here grew up with St. Nicholas Day in their house? Nobody. Nobody. No St. Nicholas? Yes? Okay. So St. Nicholas Day basically looked like this. You knew you were Protestant, and you knew that Roman Catholics celebrated St. Nicholas Day, but you were probably German or Swedish or Norwegian, and so your mom or your dad would tell you about how St. Nicholas would, in the middle of the night, either put an orange in your shoe, if you're a good boy or girl, or if you were bad, you would find a twig in there, or a lump of coal. Though everyone always has waited for a lump of coal in their stocking or what have you, and I don't know who actually gets lumps of coal. But I wonder if when you woke up this glorious St. Nicholas Day, you were eager to find sweet treats in your shoe. Maybe you're eager to find an orange, but instead you did find that lump of coal, that twig in your shoe, knowing that you were such a wretched sinner. Don't dismiss this weirdness of St. Nicholas Day as another weird German thing. There's good history here. There's good history here. In Europe, it became popular to have the bishop of the town dressed as St. Nicholas swing by and bless your house. Ask yourself, why hasn't English district bishop Jameson Hardy come to your home dressed as St. Nicholas and blessed your home? How come? <laughs> of course, following him would be his, it's, it's weird not having him here, but following him would be his strange bearded assistant, Krampus, or in our case, Vice President Rob Rogers. The bishop would ask the children if they've been a good boy or a good girl, and if they can tell him a Bible verse. If you got two yeses, yes, you've been a good girl, and yes, you know a Bible verse, you got an orange, and you didn't get scurvy that Christmas, and you even got a blessing. If no, you got either a twig in your shoe, a lump of coal, or you might be beaten with a stick by Krampus or Rob Rogers. And that's why Bishop Hardy visits in January now. The truth is, St. Nicholas is a very, very, very Eastern saint. It'd really be a mystery as to why we even commemorate his faith in the West at all. St. Nicholas was a pious, humble bishop of Myra, which no longer exists, but it would be somewhere in Turkey now. And he lived in the fourth century. He was preoccupied with purity of doctrine and love for Jesus Christ, as all bishops ought to be. He was, for a brief time, placed on CRM status after slapping the heretic Arius at the Council of Nicaea. Because Arius dared to contend there was a time when Jesus was not. 
So why do us Westerners, us Lutherans, celebrate this Eastern father of old? Well, it's actually kind of embarrassing. Shortly after the Eastern Church broke from the Western Church, a group of Italian merchants stole some of the bones of St. Nicholas from their ossuary in Myra. And ever since, tales of a generous, sainted bishop have flooded the imaginations of Western Christians. The writer of Hebrews tells us to remember saints like Nicholas, the way that he lived his life, and to imitate his faith. So what can we glean from this man's life as pastors, as Christians? If we disagree with our brother brother pastor during Pericope study, are we to follow Santa Claus's example, stand up and slap our brother? I don't think so. I don't think that is what the writer of Hebrews meant by imitating our fathers of old. Instead, we should stick to the nuts and bolts of why St. Nicholas is beloved by our ancestors, by Christians. He was a bishop, a pastor, who visited his people. Not only did he visit his people, but he loved them. Um, And he loved them with the fullness of God's law and God's gospel. He made sure that the children under his shepherding were catechized and that they loved the scriptures. Nicholas went out of his way to bless homes and to share Christ's love inside those homes during the year's darkest and coldest months. And St. Nicholas never forgot that Jesus is for pastors too. Jesus is for church workers. Jesus is for all Christians, no matter how long you've been a Christian. Because he would urge again and again, as our writer of Hebrews has told us, to look to Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who, unlike the stories of St. Nicholas, does not change. Jesus, our Lord, suffered outside his own temple, his own city, in order to make you and I holy, to give us grace, always as a gift, which we live by alone day by day. And so read and savor a little bit of Jesus' words each day, completely separate from your sermon prep. Don't be afraid to read sappy devotions or listen to your favorite preacher on the radio. Don't be afraid to listen to a favorite professor's sermons on the sermon archive of St. Louis or Fort Wayne. Don't be afraid to listen to Wham! recordings, Fulton Sheen videos of his old TV show. When you commune yourself during the divine service, Allow yourself to eat his flesh and drink his blood for the forgiveness of your sins. There's no need to rush through and make service faster. Let's go outside and bear the reproach that Jesus endured. For we know that we are but transitory servants. This city isn't where we'll be forever, no matter which city that might be. 
We are living here for a moment. Our true resting place is the city to come with Christ. Strengthened by his grace alone, let's continue to bring the grace of God into the homes of our peoples, our people like St. Nicholas. Let's teach the young, even if parents aren't appreciative, even at all. In all things, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of thanksgiving to God, thanking him even in the year's darkest and coldest months, the busiest for pastors. And above all else, do not neglect to do good. If you are preaching and teaching and giving God's grace through the sacraments, don't let Lutheran guilt kill you. The thankless task of word and sacrament ministry is not filthy rags before our Lord. You are doing good. Jesus loves you. You are sharing what you have. At the beginning of the divine service, sorry, at the beginning of the word or the service of the sacrament, we say, the Lord be with you. And the congregation says, and with thy spirit, you have the Holy Spirit. And you get to share that with the people under you that you love, that you're shepherding. You're sharing his spirit through the means that Jesus Christ picked. And so, have a blessed St. Nicholas Day. May Jesus Christ continue to bless you and your families and your homes, as well as strengthen your ministry in your church. Amen.